Hello and welcome back to episode number 74 of the Talk Norwich City podcast. Delighted to welcome today Benjamin Bloom from the Blue Monday podcast. How are you doing, mate? Good to see you. Um, We're in a hotel room again. I always feel... The the Linton Travel Tavern. I always feel slightly odd walking in with a camera, microphones. (laughs) um, And some lube. (laughs) Led by your flowing locks ahead. Last time we filmed in, what was it, August, September time, we were in a... I was living in a hotel in Holborn. Right. Um, now we're at, now we're here in Leeds. Um, we are filming this ahead of Norwich versus Leeds and also Ipswich versus Sheffield Wednesday. So there could be a slight change. Yeah, these games haven't happened yet. Exactly, but league positions will probably be um, similar to what well, they I'll were. Well, I certainly will. Yes, well, you're not going anywhere at the moment. Um, I've got the squeakiest chair on planet Earth. Good so apologies for the squeak. I had Hopefully. to battle for that chair as well, Jack. Did you? Oh, yeah, yeah. The, the, um, the room service wouldn't let me have one. I had to go and get... Have you paid extra for it? No. Let's <laughs> get one from the breakfast room. Anyway, sorry. Go so ahead. last time we spoke, t- things were very different. Um, it was ahead of the. It was early on, wasn't it? The first yeah, East Anglian derby. Six games in. I think so. And I think you were above us at that point. No. Well, it was certainly. Really. It was certainly nearly level on points. Yeah, um, we hadn't because obviously we didn't win until like middle of October. But yeah, sorry. Go so ahead. without taking up an hour of our time on just this subject, what has gone wrong? Because you're bottom of the table and by quite um, distance. Well, um, I mean, can we just quickly talk about that game? Yes. Because that game was absolutely massive. I just had a look back. The sliding doors nature of that game is ridiculous. So, Buendia's debut, first league start. Mm-hmm. The first time Aaron's and Lewis started together. Max Aaron's debut. Yeah. Yeah. And the, the amazing thing, Jordan Rose kind of sucked a little bit. Yeah. What happens in the next game... Pookie goes up front yeah. and you go on this ridiculous run. Yeah. Also, before the game... Well, Pookie was, had kind of been playing up until that point, but Fark was playing him on the wing. Exactly. Which wasn't working. And then, he, so he goes up front and Steeperman comes into yeah. the team. And it's like it all happened in that game as well. Before the game, Paul Hurst bombs out Bielkowski without telling him before the game. And he kind of lost the dressing room by burying all the players after the League Cup game against Exeter. He'd been building up some kind of style and then completely ditched it. Signed Pennington, Walters and Jordan Graham got on loan. Yeah. Put them all in the first team. It's like it's like your system crystallised on that day yeah. or the following week you beat Middlesbrough and you know, yeah, no, that's correct. turn into Real Madrid for the next yeah. three months. And our chaos and carnage of different systems and different players and, you know, pissing off Bialkowski and losing Chambers and everybody else in the dressing room. It's like that day we went south and you went mm. north. And um, But, I mean, the question was what went wrong? Um, possibly, and I'm prepared to be wrong about this in the future, but it looks like Paul Hurst might be a very good lower division manager with not very good players at getting them fit and playing simple, straightforward football. But whether or not he'll manage above that level in the future... Mm. I don't know, it's certainly not, not a good time. I mean, it was billed as, I suppose that game as well, I think I think you hit the post at 0-0, Knudsen, I think. Uh, Walters, yeah. Walters. Um, you then took the lead and we felt properly under the cosh. And I can remember going into that game, when you saw the team sheet an hour before kickoff, you thought, wow, Bilikovsky's been dropped 
and Max Ahrens, an 18-year-old right-back who'd only ever played under-18 football until that point. Remember starting. as well, Jack, um, Closer went off and it was Godfrey as well did, in yeah. the second half. And he so. should have been sent off as soon as he came on as well. I, I he don't got, recall. He yeah. absolutely crunched someone. Um, so it, it, it was billed as a new era. Um, uh, plenty of Ipswich fans have, have tweeted me the video since of me saying Norwich need to be scared because Ipswich are, are starting <laughs> something. And I genuinely believed it. I wouldn't say something I didn't believe. You were signing Caden Jackson, players like this, young, hungry players, and you thought, well, this is what happened when we had that meteoric rise. We were signing young, mm. hungry players. What happened to that era? Because the signings of, you know, James Collins since then has shown that you're not going down the youthful route anymore. No. Um, I think the argument is that so many things all happened at one time, all happened too soon. I mean, it's never long before we mention him, but obviously the way that McCarthy went and was allowed to run down his contract along with, I think like something like 13 players or something, then all went at the same time. And then... Whose fault is that in terms of the player contracts? Um, I suppose it's the ownership, isn't it? The fact that unless they were assuming some kind of hard reset would actually work... Yeah. That's got to be uh, from the top to have your manager go in and then mm. all of those players at once. And then obviously Webster and, uh, I mean, we spoke about this on the last one, Webster, Waghorn, McGoldrick, yeah. Selena, all the goals from the last year. When I think you can't underestimate um, how niche and how bespoke McCarthy's football was. <laughs> I mean, if you. Bespoke. You, <laughs> but you literally, yeah. Jack. Ipswich haven't played with a playmaking midfielder, centre midfielder, for um, five years. They haven't played with fullbacks who have to pass the ball for mm. five years. And all of a sudden, you're now completely changing everything. And then all of these players, um, to quote Paul Lambert, um, I think they just needed, needed some help. And we had David Johnson on the pod. And he said he just thought it was insanity. And when George Burley did it, it was two at a time in, two at a time in with experienced players and it's just a total car crash mm. honestly so McCarthy goes I think everyone probably with a with a right mind knew that, that that was the right decision although he was performing well in terms of if, if, if you're not watching Ipswich week in week out league position no, we're, we're good and then 12th last season I mean yeah. that's not fine too yeah. bad it, it, it's average but it's okay Paul Hurst comes in had done exceptional at Shrewsbury do you think sacking him was the right call um, because it seems like you thought, right, it was never going to be easy what you were trying to achieve to then go after, was it three, four months? It was 14 games, so he won one in 14. I, I, I don't think Lambert's record's any better, though, is it? No, but sometimes you, and I don't want to sound like a deluded Ipswich fan, sometimes it's not just the... I know football is about the bottom line, the league position and the number of points, etc. But sometimes it's about other things and, and you know, the bigger picture and where it looks like you're kind of going. I think Hurst kind of made it impossible for himself. It's like it's like he had a three-year manager, managerial career in 14 games. He brought all his new players mm. in. They all failed. He tried eight different systems. He... Tried the softly, softly, then, you know, dropping big players. And and it was like it all happened so fast. I don't think he left himself but anywhere you, to go. Do you not think it was a, a very similar situation 18 months back at Norwich City in terms of going, right, we are resetting, hmm. we're hitting the reset button, we're bringing in all of these players who we've never really had before, the types of players, a new manager, a new sporting director. We finished 14th last season... Hmm. And now suddenly, we'll talk about this in a minute, but 
do you not think time would have been, you know, a bit of patience would have helped? Possibly, possibly. The, the, I think the difference is Farker came in, did he come in in a close season? Yeah, so he had the, pretty much the whole summer to make signs. Yeah, so Hurst did the playoffs and then came in a bit later. When did Weber come in? He was, Coming before he was Farker. there before Farker, yeah. Yeah, I think that might be the key, that you already had the plan and the philosophy kind of set. I, th- I think as well, you have to say the difference in Norwich and Ipswich is just for 10 years, you've just had better players yeah. than us. So you're, you know, Farker's dealing with, but I know they've they've recruited really well and bought in good players. I mean, if you look at our financial books, though, they're, they're certainly not pretty reading after. No. So I, I, I think we're on a, I know... You know, we have if Paul had Hurst players. had had James Madison, yeah, maybe he'd have been halfway up the table. You don't, you yeah. know. So Farker had some stuff going in his favour, but yeah, I, I, I can't say no. You might be right yeah. if the, you know if they'd have kept kept Hurst, they might they might have more points. And I don't know. It was just a car. Crash I'm, I'm feeling a slight essence of passive aggression <laughs> towards Marcus Evans here, and I, um, and I and I'm also feeling that from from Ipswich Twitter as well. And right. I, do you where do you stand with the ownership? I saw his interview with with Stuart Watson last week. Probably a little bit too late in terms of trying to <laughs> right, cover yeah, up yeah. the cracks. What's going on there? Is um, there going to be anyone any budge there? Will there be new ownership? Is that the issue? There won't be new ownership. No. Um, who's gonna Who's gonna buy it while they're while they're bottom of the league? I think and, he said he'd sell if the price was right, though, right? But who's gonna give him the right price for while they're bottom of the league? You know, no clever businessman with that amount of money. You know, they'll come and try and undercut him, and he'll say no, and he won't. Mm. Doesn't need to sell. You know, he's got plenty of um, big assets elsewhere. Um, he probably did the right thing in ending it with McCarthy, but he did it in the wrong way. You've seen how brutal Norwich have been. And it's yeah. like, you remember Alex Neal, right, we're not going up. No, you're out and yeah. someone else gets to gets to come in now. And we, we sort this out. To let McCarthy run the contract down, run all the players' contracts down. And so he left a really big mess. He was applauded for bringing in a young, hungry manager. Um, but then... I don't know, it was like letting the kid go crazy in Hamleys with mum's black American <laughs> Express card, wasn't it? Um, if there'd been a, a Weber figure, a, a Brian Hamilton or Mick yeah. Mills above him helping out, maybe that would have been different. So I think he's kind of made the decisions, the right decisions in the wrong way um, sometimes. He certainly seems to be a bit closer to it now. Um, mm. Which, is, which sounds ridiculous to say, oh, he's actually showing up for work now and, yeah. you know, he's actually in the club. Because I think McCarthy just did everything for him for that five-year period. But, and again, he seems, he's obviously throwing a bit of money at wages with Judge and Collins. He seems to be trying to get get them out of it. But like you said, you said about the interview, too little, too late. Yeah. Could well find himself in and it all, League One. It also feels you talk there about Judge and, and Collins, and I know they're you know only two players, but if you were going down a certain route in terms of philosophy and culture, and I think the whole culture buzzword is being thrown about a lot in football now, mm. but you know supporters want more than just what they're seeing on the pitch. They want that good feeling around they the do. club, and that's what's been so good at Norwich. So to then scrap that kind of right, we're going to really use the academy. And I saw Paul Lambert's press conference this week. He was saying there's so many good young players coming through. To then go and sign Collins seems a bit short term. Yeah, well, but I is. guess when well, you're seven is. points yeah. adrift, they've just they've just ditched it, and you know they've said particularly with Collins, they've just said, look, let's just put a smart bruising 
tenured Premier League player in here and try and you know pay him whatever he needs for three months or what have you. But yeah, you're, to- you're totally right. Does it feel yeah. like a point of desperation now? Yeah, yeah. Well, it totally is. You're seven points adrift at the bottom. It is. Mm. Yeah, you, you're right. I can't say no to that. So Hurst goes, Lambert comes in. Wow. Now, I can remember, I, I, I'd been on an Norwich early shift. Norwich Hall of Famer, Paul Lambert. Indeed. I'd been on an early shift at work that day. I got home and I had a snooze and I woke up and my mate had texted me and put Lambert's going to Whipswich. And I texted back and I said, yeah, good one. Because <laughs> th- th- there hadn't even been any rumours. It just came out of nowhere. We didn't know. And no. it happened and it felt like it, it from first rumour to the picture of him with the scarf or whatever was, seemed like a, ma- you know, a matter of hours. I think Norwich fans initially felt a little bit hurt, a little bit betrayed, and then we re- then we remembered because so much had happened, ha- just how messy it had got when Lambert left and went to Villa, took Ian Culverhouse and Gary Carzer with him. It felt messy then. When you picked up Lambert, what's that initial feeling like? Um, you because since Norwich, the record's been poor. Yeah, managerially. Yeah, and he hasn't hung around anywhere long other than Philip. Um, you had it right. <laughs> you had it right that they did it in such a way where you didn't have time for the speculation to build. Yeah. So Lambert was at the Ipswich Middlesbrough game while Hurst was still the manager. Wow. So did Hurst know about this? I mean, it's a free country. He's a you know he's a tenured football guy. Yeah. So. Um, you know, I can't say for certain, but I think perhaps um, they'd allegedly they might have spoken before. Um, and you're right; they almost announced that someone from the Sun broke at the yeah. same time. We we thought Hurst was going the Monday, I think, before he went, and then he managed to lose another. Two I can remember your video in your car, and it seemed rather frantic then. So it, was, it, it came. It was so like run, didn't it? yeah. yeah. Um, but then they announced Lambert at the same time. So I think they did that in quite a clever way because you didn't have you were reacting to two things at the same time. Mm. Look, you're bottom of the league. Um, you're ditching your new era and your new system. And you know, football fans they always go for the best case scenario. So you go, oh. Well, okay, Paul Lambert, he's got promotions on his thing, Champions League winning player, fine, we'll we'll take it. We need to who else can we get that would be any better mm. than that in our situation? And you know, from our point of view, you kind of um Yeah. Well let me ask you, um, name me your who do you think are the three greatest ever Norwich managers? Well Lambert would would be in there in yeah. terms of what he did. And exactly. I don't think any Norwich fan will deny that. I think the interesting thing and having spoke to people who were in and around Lambert at that time which was so fantastic at Norwich is how much influence did he actually have now from a coaching point of view I'm not sure there was as much influence as people thought but I've spoke to to Russ and he's gone on record and said it Russ Martin and other people like that and they said the culture that Lambert created was one where you want to go out there and you will give absolutely everything for the football club. And I think we've seen, haven't we, at Ipswich with paying for coach travel and bringing legends back. He's trying everything. And that can only be a good thing because we saw under Hurst, Matt Holland was going on national radio and slagging for him Matt, off. For Matt to do that. That doesn't help yeah. you. Um, and that doesn't help from a fan's perspective as well. So it's going to be fascinating the next three, four months. And especially if you go down. Can I just ask you though, Jack, really quickly. Has that, it feels like that narrative, the second Lambert walked in 
to Ipswich. Did that narrative exist before he took over I Ipswich? I think it did. Or was he a genuine think a Hall of Famer? I think it's been high, that emotion has been heightened somewhat because when one of your best ever managers goes to your rival, that's going to hurt no, slightly. That. But if you look at his record since Norwich and especially since Culverhouse and Carza left, left mm. him, it's not been great. And I know he's taken on really tough jobs, but that's he's taken them on. There's there's probably been easier jobs out there for him to take. Yeah. But maybe and he's was... walked away from them as well, hasn't he? Indeed. Um, I don't know, but I want you to be wrong because if you're wrong, then he's a really good manager yeah. and Ipswich get a really good manager. It. I, I feel a bit badly that Norwich fans would... Um, because, I mean, I've just had a look doing some research before. You've done research? I've done research, <laughs> yeah. So First ever guest to do that. <laughs> Ken Brown would be... Um, won a League Cup and got a promotion. Yeah. Mike Walker took a team that had finished fourth three years before to third. And obviously Dave Stringer took you from relegation up to fourth. Nigel Worthington, you'd have to throw in, was a really good yeah. manager for Norwich. I, and, and look, I'm not a Norwich fan, so in the comments, I think it's a pretty good argument that Paul Lambert's your greatest manager ever for what for what in he my did. era, people of my age. There was no competition say, for yeah. your era, is there? But I just I would feel a bit badly if Norwich fans immediately oh it was all it was all Culverhouse. Where's Culverhouse now? Kings Lynn. <laughs> He's doing well there though. He's doing but, well. But do you know what I mean? Yeah, no, I know. It, it's it's very easy. Everyone builds up their builds up their part nicely, and yeah. I listen to. Um, the podcast with Gary and obviously you did a great job tiptoeing around all the all the legal stuff but I don't know um, it, it's kind of coming out in the wash but I think it would be a little bit churlish of Norwich fans to me oh he's, ma- he's managed a Nipson now it was all Culverhouse yeah I, I think the one that probably hurt more I think Lambert surprised all of us but when you step back and take a deep breath you think okay I can see how that's happened Matt Gill coming over and now being Paul Lambert's assistant. Matt was very well respected at Norwich. He, he, he's developed, you know, the, the Jamals, the Max Aarons. He was in and around that setup with Darren Huckabee. So for him to jump the board, he clearly saw a project there because he's not leaving Norwich City as in a high value position. What position did he have at Norwich? He was sort of you've... heading up the academy pretty much. Right, so he had, right. a, he had a good role. He was respected. He would, he'd seen through the change that Stuart had come in and, and put in place. So he'd survived that. So for him to go across to Ipswich shows that there must be something there and there must be promises made because he's not making that jump easily. So, so is he the new, the I, new Gary Carter? I, I don't know. I don't know. I just, I, just, I just feel a bit uncomfortable with Norwich fans all of a sudden picking holes in this Hall of Fame potentially greatest ever manager Norwich have ever had. And I had. get that, but his record at Ipswich has been abysmal. Yes, it has. And, I facts, mean, there's, and facts don't lie. Can so. I divide it into three um, three sections? Um, his record in bringing the club back together, this yeah. disparate thing where McCarthy would walk out not even look at the fans, <laughs> the owner, you know, and then, you know, the famous F off at, at Carrow Road. Still and, my favourite gif of all time. I think. <laughs> <laughs> I, if you believe in karma... Yeah. Mick McCarthy is responsible for the Tim Closer goal for <laughs> yeah. you know for yeah, saying yeah. um and obviously an owner nowhere near us. So he's done really well. The home record, amazingly, is actually quite good. They um you know how they've won you, how many have you won? So though? they've won the two games against the rivals, got themselves in winning positions against Bristol City and Mill, and frankly it was the players collapsing on Lambert and then a good draw against Sheffield United. The away record is 
abominably mm. terrible, awful, absolutely bad. So really, yes, you're right. Stats don't lie. And I, I can't just conveniently take all the away games out. But if he just picks up some points away from home, I know it's if, 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 yeah. if, if. He's, he's done a lot of good things. But I take, I take the point. But you know as well as I do that... You know, sometimes I do a whole 20 minutes talking about a match on YouTube and some smart-ass comes up and tells me what the shot count is. And I feel like going, okay, mate, forget the 20 minutes and the hour and a half I've just spent watching. You've yeah. spent two seconds looking at the <laughs> shot count and you know you know better than me. And it's like... I was probably slightly guilty of, of, of that on Twitter myself last week when I saw Lambert come out and say he, he's, he's sticking to his guns instead of saying that He's really impressed with how they're playing. I think except for the FA Cup game. <laughs> Sometimes you do... I can't do his accent. We're playing really well. He said that every press yeah. comes. He's, I don't know whether he's got a sports psychologist or some kind of wing, but he's, but he's bang on with never getting caught out on saying anything negative. But sometimes you do go, Paul, I know what you're doing, but we were rubbish. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> take, take the Villa game, for example. I know you only lost 2-1 and, and Fredrik Sears scored a screamer. But to say Villa, you know, they were the better team. Villa had 24 shots on goal. I mean, yeah. and I know you should have had a penalty and I know you hit the yeah, they should have. Yeah, they should have had a post. red card and their penalty was not. But still, when you have 24 shots on your own goal, yeah. there's only what going I would to be say, one result, I think. But, no, not necessarily. How, how many shots did you have at home to Derby? But over, over the course of a season. If oh, that's... Yeah, if you do that every week. But what I would say about the Villa game is... Yeah, and I would say this seeing the positive. Um, the goals we conceded are absolutely rubbish. Um, yeah, the penalty was soft. Yeah, and you know, it's another ridiculous set play when we talked about that in yeah. September or whenever, didn't we? I, I think the thing was we were in the game and we felt a little bit hard done to. And I just always remember Roy Hodgson saying, oh, you can quote me possession, you can quote me XG, you can quote me all of this. How many times... No way did, did Roy Hodgson know about expected goals. <laughs> no okay, no way. <laughs> okay, you got me on that one. Um, you can give me all the stats, but yeah. tell me how many times did their team get through our team behind us and create a good chance? Okay. And that was probably more like... I cannot believe you're quoting Roy Hodgson. This this just shows the levels you've dropped to, mate. Have you dropped this low? No, but do you see what I'm, do you yeah, see no, what I'm saying? Sometimes they've, but you're right. The table doesn't lie. You're seven points clear with an inferior goal difference to uh, adrift with an inferior goal difference to Rodham. But and I said in my in my review about that there was improvement and there was improvement yeah. because we've gone to so many other games and not been in the game. And you know we could have got a draw, you know, away at Villa. And you know you're going there on the last day of the last day of the season, are. aren't you? So. Um, Let's talk about the game coming up then. It's So, as, as I said, we're filming this before we play Leeds, which is this afternoon, and you're playing Sheffield Wednesday. So, tables aren't going to change so much. But going into a derby game, that game before can be so crucial, can't it? Because it's the last thing in your mind. So, if we go and get crushed by Leeds... We drill nil-nil at home to Burton last year. Ahead of the game. Okay. Is that not ideal? Um, no. So, what's, what's your, been your take on Norwich this season? Because... I think when we spoke in September or late August, whenever it was, we were both feeling like this isn't going very well. I mean, I've got to fess up. You can find a clip of me saying after the 1-1 draw that I thought both teams would be in the bottom eight. Did after I clip that? that? Apologies for out. <laughs> no, no. You can find a clip of me saying it. Right. Look, come, come on all Norwich fans, be honest. It's been absolutely meteoric, the yeah. rise, hasn't it? I know... 
there might have been 12, 15 months work. So it's not, you know, like Paul McCartney saying, oh, it took us seven years to become an overnight yeah. success. I know there's work but that it goes did, behind it. But it did feel like that kind of... It was incredible, of, wasn't yeah. it? And it felt like, like I said, all of a sudden you got these two brilliant fullbacks. Um, Leitner turns into this deep-lying playmaker yeah. who's doing... Well. Steeperman, who I saw play left-back, who we were mocking, yeah. comes in to be this number 10. We knew Hernandez was good. Buendia then gets good. And then Pookie just... Yeah ludicrous up front so it's been just imagine being an Ipswich fan where yeah. you've got all of this stuff happening at the same time and then all of a sudden so does going, it feel as bad as we think it feels for you <laughs> it did at first it's just it's just laughable now Is it? you know it's just laughable I walked out of QPR we just lost 3-0 and you were 3-1 down and yeah. I'm like Right, there's 91 minutes gone. I was walking back with the oh, great when we played the great Harry from Bath from my podcast. <laughs> and Harry's a mild-mannered guy. And I'm watching on who scored. And I'm like, Harry, they've got back to 3-2. They're going to draw. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, come through. And you're like, how can this be yeah. any worse? How can it possibly <laughs> be any worse? So from an Ipswich fan's point of view then, what are you expecting next Sunday or this Sunday coming up? Oh, God. Well, I was at your game versus Birmingham yeah. a couple of weeks ago and you were great you were really 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 good um, the improvement is just ridiculous I saw you play at Reading not long and yeah. you were you were scraped a 2-1 you were kind of good but yeah that your yeah. words you kind of scraped a 2-1 due to Reading being quite bad you could see something um, something building the football was brilliant um, mm. you know two centre-halves split your full-backs are forward this is what we were expecting your reserve midfielders, yeah. it was Rancic and Tribal, who are not Leitner and Teddy, were, were bossing it. Brendier was really good before yeah. he went off. Puki has, it scored. sniffs the ball yeah. in the box and Because scores. he's not, Pookie's an interesting one because we've been crying out for this 20 goal a season striker for so long, sort of since Jerome's sort of breakthrough season at Norwich. Mm. I say breakthrough, like 30 when he broke through that. <laughs> but Puki isn't, he doesn't touch the ball that much no. and he's not that involved but his movement oh, and his as finishing. you say his finishing is extraordinary well did you see that stat a few weeks ago it was like where Norwich are physically doing the impossible where they were in the opposition third for the least amount of time yet had the most touches in the box really so the decisiveness and we've heard all about the vertical passing you know you can yeah where the goal against Sheffield United where yeah. where it's sideways 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 in the middle third and then so little time, but so much, mm. you know, and Hernandez's pace and Buendia's skill. And, you know, talk about XG again. Pookie's like six goals ahead of where yeah. he should be on the XG. His finishing's been just so incredible. So I was sitting there in the Birmingham game, genuinely thinking, if this goes badly, we could have another mm. 5-1 on the, that, you know. We could get battered yeah. if, you, if you're on. But it's a derby. Yeah. And um, Norwich, I mean, I don't know if it will continue under Farker. Norwich always underperforming the derbies. We do. They always get we nervous. Do. And yeah. um, was it five do draws? Think, do you think that's normal? because of expectations? Yeah, slightly. yeah because you're yeah. the favourites. I yeah. mean, let's be honest. Look at the table. Yeah. If this wasn't Ipswich, this is an absolute home it's banker, true. isn't it? But then again, look at your games against Millwall and Bolton. Yeah. Literally scraped in there. Yeah, and Rotherham as well. But I, I know what you mean. If we were playing a Reading or a Bolton Sunday, we were going, well, this is an easy yeah. three points. Yeah, absolutely. But somehow the nerves and everything. 
the only argument I've got, which is the most flimsy, pathetic argument, is football is weird. Yeah, that's well, it is. that's the only yeah. argument I've I've got potentially. Um, but it could be it could be gnarly. But I want to ask you about the police and what because I'm worried um, that say Norwich are two 0 up at half time. Yeah. Yeah. And then a third goal goes in. 75 minutes. You've thought about this before, haven't you? I'm just worried. (laughs) You're having nightmares. (laughs) And the Ipswich fans are already upset, and I'll get your take on it, about having to produce photo ID, no alcohol in the stadium, uh, searches turn up an hour before. So they're already like like a wasp. Yeah. You know, and then if if the game really goes against them and, you know, all the Norwich fans are... I just worried that something might yeah work. what's your view on the policing now and how you and i and i think we can get together on this now are made to feel like criminals when we go yeah. to this game first of all i don't think it helps if you go right back to basics here i don't think it helps sunday 12 o'clock because that automatically puts the fan the mindset in the fan is right okay we're not allowed to drink too much before and i think no, football fans will drink their set amount if it's a nine o'clock kickoff yeah. in the morning or you just turn up to on the, the train earlier. out of cans before 11. Exactly. So yeah. I think that's ridiculous. And we've played games on a Friday night before, you know, mm. it's happened before. I think from a Norwich fans perspective, our treatment at Portman road is always not, is never that great. So just underline so, the Swoopswoops fans. Do you get the same? So often thing? what will happen is we'll get the train in and then at the, the positive for Norwich fans, at least we have a pub mm. that helps. And I think it's wrong that Ipswich fans aren't given that. Because is there one near the ground? I don't think any pubs are serving um, no. Ipswich fans. The ones that were now aren't because of the damage that happens and stuff. It's understandable, but it means where do Ipswich fans go? And that's not helpful. No. It's easier to get them, get fans in one place and then escort them on. So Norwich fans, we arrive in the train station. There's police horses everywhere. It's not, it's not, it shouldn't be an aggressive derby with two average sized teams 40 miles apart but you know it is what it is um we had to produce photo id at portman road did you did you get asked to show it yes oh, okay. um we got searched we had to i don't think we had to be there an hour before and i don't think i think there was alcohol served but let's look back at the last time you were at carrow there was five grounds worth of damage yeah. um which doesn't help your cause no, but at the same at time to almost double down and go, right, this is photo ID, blah, blah, blah. That's not ideal, I can don't I, think. Can I just say about the five grand's worth of damage, yeah. which is reprehensible and ridiculous and unacceptable. Was a minority. Yeah, of so four was. guys and they've all been, so one of them was 43 years old. Yeah, like get a life, mate. Come and on. they've all been sentenced and arrested and banned. I think they've got to pay something like a thousand pounds. Yeah, I, I read the article. Yeah. Can I just say the policing was, was terrible. Okay. Um, so the game... The planning or the... The planning, yeah, you're okay. totally right. So the game finishes. Um, all of a sudden, they're gathering. Oh, we've got to stop you. We've got to yeah. stop you. So we haven't been told that we're being stopped and all of a sudden you get stopped and I'm at the front of the line. Um and I probably said this last time on the pod, so I'm sorry if I'm repeating myself. And they're asking their senior officer or whatever what's happening. He doesn't know. They just decided to hold us because of the 95th minute goal or whatever. Yeah. And what I know about crowd control is that you need to give people information yeah. and they need to know what's happening. And if you don't give them the information and then there's the problem, 
then you've got to take some kind of break. This is not Norwich City. This is the police, yeah. by the way. So, although, yeah, like, I can't defend people ripping down things. If they're going to keep the Ipswich fans in, they need to tell them yeah. as soon as possible. So, is that part of the plan this time? Will you be I held? I don't know. Right. I don't know, but if they're going to be held, just decide it now. Yeah. Just say you're going to be held, and for goodness' sake, if you're an Orange fan, just go home. Yeah. You know, don't gather round and you know you see the three police vans across yeah. the back of the Barclays stand. Especially if you win, yeah. go home. I, th- I think I mentioned this on the on the podcast last time, and it is ridiculous that people go to games for a scrap. Like, come on, you know, we're we're grown adults. And if you're not a grown adult, it's not a great thing to be getting into, scrapping outside football games. The weird thing at Portman Road is, when you come out of the away end and the home fans come out, you're separated for like 200 yards. (laughs) And then the police are like, right, that's our area done. Have a scrap. Because then you merge in. That's never going to help. And... I don't know what your thoughts are, but when there's such a police presence, you're almost more inclined to be pent up. And yeah. I don't, oh, I don't pe- know. Yeah, um, when but- you see coppers everywhere and these security guards, especially in the emotion of a derby, you're more inclined to be... You're totally, look, I work in a behaviour school and we have it all the time where one kid will start on the other if they know there's an adult in yeah. the way. Yeah? They, if, there's no, if there's no, like you say... You know, replace the kids with. I'm not calling all Norwich and Ipswich fans kids. Replace them with Norwich and Ipswich fans, and replace the adult with the police, and you've got exactly what you just. We described. need some kind of mindfulness session at half time. <laughs> Maybe Delia cooking a little hot pot. Let's calm us all down. Play play that thing on Spotify that helps you go to sleep. Yeah. Do you understand my friends who are Ipswich fans going? No, I'm I'm not coming. I'm yeah. I'm not being treated like. I I'm, don't enjoy Derby Day. No, I mean apart apart from the feeling sick because of the that should be the. The fun bit, though, yeah. shouldn't it? Yeah. But you understand. Of course I do, yeah. Yeah, and there's a lot of people going. I mean, Dave, who hosts the pod, and we have... But has... do you also... Let, let's get some balance here from a... You know, I know people who are policing on that day. It's a fucking nightmare to try I and... I bet. ...sort out 27 or 30,000 fans, whatever it is, at Portman Road. That's not easy. No, And no, especially the, the, the way that both grounds are laid out. There's not an obvious escape route or... No. ...whatever. So it's not easy... But it's also been a farce in in previous years. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what, and I, d- I don't know what the solution is, Jack. But um, let's just be sensible. That's the solution. That is the solution. <laughs> but that's not going to happen. No, I know. One, you're twenty-seven thousand people. There's going to be a lot of those people who are going to make some bad choices. And the second thing is alcohol. Yeah. You know, you take your moderate people who normally make good choices and just add alcohol, and all of a sudden they make bad choices. But I suppose so. that's that's our responsibility. The police have yeah. banned alcohol sales in the stadium. The pu- you well, can't, not for Norwich fans. Not for Norwich no. fans, but it's like five pound a pint. So unless you're remortgaging <laughs> your house, you're not going to get too drunk in the ground. No, so, no. Um, yeah. What I was going to ask you: What's the reception going to? How do you think the reception is going to be for Lambert? Um, I don't know, but I've seen an awful article today by Stephen Downs. Um, he's got reputation. Yeah, provoking. ridiculous, yeah. absolutely ludicrous. Um, I, I always say this, and I get accused of being a hippie in the comments or whatever. I believe in freedom of speech as long as you it's not vitriolic and hateful. If you want to boo a Hall of Fame manager who could potentially, arguably, be Norwich's greatest ever manager, that's fine. That's absolutely fine as long as it doesn't get hateful. Um, whether it helps or not, whether it amps things up, I don't know. But see, I th- I think you're right there. I think if if Lambert wants that. Lambert wants to be booed. 
That he 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 thrives off that. Well, and Jack as well. We said the only chances are football is weird. Ipswich might win. What happens if it turns into a circus? That can only play into Ipswich's yeah. hands, can't it? And Norwich should be winning this game. Um, but you know, you could turn it into um, you know the the Paul Lambert show, which mm. might deflect away from the fact that Norwich are a better team than than Ipswich. I don't know if Norwich fans feel comfortable with with booing Lambert. Then then. Go ahead, and I suspect they probably will. Yeah. Let's get into some Twitter questions. Now, we put the uh, the tweet out yesterday. I haven't actually looked through any of these yet, which is dangerous. Real-time um, betting with Jack Reed. That's, that's not <laughs> ideal, is it? Because we know there's going to be some juicy ones in here. Let's start with um, Maxim Calver. Why is there such a positive fan's reaction to Paul Lambert, even though you're no closer to survival with him in charge? I think we've done that, haven't we? I think it's the connection between manager and fan that hasn't been there for for five years and the, the feeling of community, um, which you some may argue is more important than the than the results. You know, why why do we go? Do we go to to see a scabby one nil win or do we go to see our mates and have fun together? So it, it, it might just do you, be that. I know Lambert has pretty much said that he will stay even if mm. you go down. Do you think he means that? <laughs> you don't believe him, do you? Um, no, I'm not saying I don't believe him. I just think there will have to be a lot of promises made from people above him for him to stay. I don't know. I hope. I hope he's. I hope he's. You know, follow throughs with what he says. But never, never say never. He walked out of Wolves and he walked out of Blackburn. But I, I hope thought not. you were going. That was going to be a resounding yes. He is staying. I, I didn't expect. Never say never. I, I, I don't want to come on here and say yeah. He's definitely saying. And then there's some. You know, we saw. Martin O'Neill in 95 slam his papers down and walk out of Norwich yeah. fall out with Robert Chase so fair enough uh, Tim Pashley says dear Jack just how bad would it be to lose this particular game best wishes Tim so as we've said um, if you look at league positions we should be winning this game easily and we're in a position now where automatic promotion is is a you know is an option and we don't know the Leeds Norwich result no yet, we don't um but we've had a tough sort of month and the form shows that I think we've only had one win in four or one win Played in five the, or something. all the top teams. Yeah, there, um, so if we can avoid defeat against Leeds, I think that's a pretty good run. And then it's Ipswich and then we've got fairly easy, I say easy in a very loose term because you never know in this league what will happen, a fairly easy run. This game, I, I don't think the play, it means as much to the players as it does us because not many of them have experienced these derby Little games German, before. Aren't they, Jack? Exactly. So, <laughs> so to them, they've played in bigger derby games. Most of them, um, you know, this isn't going to be that much of a big deal for them. So I'm hoping that that will mean we just play our game, we settle into it. Happy days. Um, if we lose it, I genuinely don't think it's going to affect Norwich you, that much. I think it will take a hit to the fans. Of course, it will. But I don't think Fark will be too thrown. If you off. Um, just a quick aside, if you didn't make. Let's be honest. Norwich are going to get in the playoffs minimum. Now they'd have to they'd have to be awful for the rest of the season. But we, we've spoken already. How, how do we you are... think they would go in a in a in a playoff game? The open flowing football, say against a, a middle. Yeah, I mean, from a fan's point of view, we don't want playoffs because the way we done it last time was perfect in terms of beating you and sweeping Middlesbrough side with with ease. I don't know. I don't think Derby have looked that good all season. Could, they could drop out today. Again, we don't know um, results. Borough, we beat them. I don't think they've looked that great. I think Sheffield United, for me, are the best team in the division. Mm. Um, Leeds could always drop out. They look strong. West Brom finishing power as West well. West Brom are a good side. So it's not going to be easy. 
But you also look at the division and think, well, top two should be the goal now because there isn't a runaway team. There's no, no Wolves. We haven't, there? Yeah. there isn't a Wolves. There isn't a Newcastle. This division is easier this year than it has been in, in previous years for a top six side. I think it will be 85, might even get second. 86. It won't be. Yeah. I don't think Leeds or Norwich will get 92 points. I don't think either of them will no. get two points per game. And I don't think the champions will get... So, it's a chance, isn't it? There is a real chance. Um, but a win against Ipswich would, of course, help. I don't. I honestly don't think, and I'm not just saying this, I don't think it would be that much of a big deal. But it would hurt. No. But I think you'd pick yourselves up and go again. Yeah. But at the same time, it's worth saying, I've said all season, I think Norwich are still overachieving. And I think they, oh, will, massively. I think there will be a slump at some point. But if you would have said, would you scrape sixth place? <laughs> I would be biting it on off. So, after the 1-1 draw at Ipswich. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, wow. it's crazy. Um, let's have a look. Um, Cameron, question for Ben. Last year, you said about banter between fans in the ground, saying about fighting each other outside. My question for you is, will you be getting in, in any scraps this year? Um, no, I won't be getting in. I bet you've any... got a decent right hook on you, haven't you? No. Would you back yourself in a fight? <laughs> Absolutely not. No, no. The, the the point I think Cameron's taking the Mickey out of is just when when people look across the stand and go, nah, 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 yeah, nah, 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 nah. and then the other guy does that, nah, 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 nah. they have their little moment, and then it's like, okay, yeah. great. Um, although I I might go in disguise for the walk. The walk back. Mate, you're the most loved person. In... No, I did get recognised at the Birmingham game and got was a bit the... of stick. Oh, really? Yeah. Wait, what? Not like. No, not so, no. Good, good humoured stick, but I think my hair might be going up and a hat might be going. Okay. Yeah. I suppose though, if we flip this and if Chris went and sat in an Ipswich um, section, you cannot compare my actions <laughs> online to Chris's. No, Jack, I'm not having it. Um, <laughs> How's Chris, by the way? He's very well and he's yeah. thoroughly Is looking he coming forward. Up today? He's not, oh. no. Um, but he's thoroughly looking forward to the Derby game. Um, I'm sure and he is. he's um, told me to, 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 to say hello to all of the Ipswich fans. So, um, hello just, to Chris. Just a thing. If West Brom pip Norwich by one point, will Chris issue a public apology for going and supporting West Brom? <laughs> Do you know the story Ipswich? of this? You got tickets from Wes Hula. So Wes yeah? sorted them out with the tickets. Um, I don't... He's going to look ridiculous if they pip you, though, isn't he? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What was the score? Was it nil nil? It was two one, and we we two, one, was it, it was a weird one because we were somehow still in in the game at the end. And Jack Lancaster actually last kick of the game, whipped, actually could have drawn against. West so Brom, yeah, but it's, we lost, it obviously. is entirely Chris's fault if we don't <laughs> yeah. if we don't go up this this season. Chris is responsible for Dwight Gale being good at football. Indeed, yeah. uh, Erica Barnes says, "When can we expect the battle of the podcasts five aside match hashtag Team Reeve versus hashtag Team Bloom with the loser doing a podcast in an opposition football shirt hashtag Let's make it happen." Michael Smith then returned and said, "TNC simply don't want it." <laughs> David Diamond. Yeah, David Diamond can play with either foot. Um, David has also had. He's a good player. But he was. He was um, okay. Yeah, he's twenty years older than me, so okay. he's, he's probably the best player out of all of us in his in his prime. But um, I think he might be in a managerial role. Would you um, fancy it? Would you back yourselves? Against if us we boys? could, if we could make some money for some good cause or something, yes. But it's gonna it's gonna be. But I think Mikey's quite good. Okay. Um, but you you look quite young, aren't you? 
I mean, Chris is Chris is hopeless, um, <laughs> so he can he can be a coach. Chris will <laughs> clean me out within like thirty seconds. Uh, I'll tell you what, it'll be like DT and Goldbridge, won't it? <laughs> <laughs> Just absolutely side me down within two um, seconds. Team DP, and they're calling DT. Now, I think. Um, if anyone, if anyone wants a, a charity five-a-side match, let's get this podcast to two hundred likes, and we'll see what we can do. Can I just say, I, when I went to Norwich Reading, I tweeted that I was going, and that guy—they actually bought me dinner. Um, really? Yeah. So amazing. Top, they top say boys. Norwich fans and Ipswich fans can't get on, but yeah. And you didn't have any sort of food poisoning or anything? <laughs> no. Amazing. No. Was it? Was it a nice dinner? What it, did you have? Some like gourmet burger kitchen oh, wow. thing like that. Yeah, splashing the cash. Yeah. To be fair, then boys bought, bought me a pint after we beat um, Sheffield Wednesday four nil. Um, got so. dinner, so you know, <laughs> standards, Jack. Um, let's see what question. There's a lot we can't include. Wonder which one of the Norwich crazy. Okay, Peter Hartley. I'm going to slightly rephrase this into a, um, another question. Benjamin is a top lad. Um, which one of the Norwich players does he like the most? What, in the current team? Yeah. Um, a few of them, actually. Um, Aaron's has probably just got the edge over Lewis, hasn't he? Um, yeah. Leitner, I do love a deep line playmaker. So, Leitner, I like I like that style of player. because you're a hipster, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> um, purely because we haven't had one for a while. Um Buendia. Yeah. Um, it's funny, like you say about Pookie, though, because he's got the Ian Wright thing. All he does is score. Yeah. You know, it's like, I, li- I like a number 10 or whatever. I really liked Madison. Yeah. You know. He was a step above. Yeah. yeah. Um, but you're way better without him. Second yeah, in the league, aren't you? So, um, yeah, there's, 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 a, there's a few excellent. But Hernandez um, looks like a championship beast, but might not yes. have it up there for the... Agree. For the, for the Premier League. Um so I suppose might... the question is now is we've done this I think on every podcast before and you've always sneaked a few Ipswich players in. Is there any Ipswich oh, players God. that could get into the Norwich team at the moment? Uh, well, Krull over Bielkowski because Bielkowski's had a terrible season, hasn't he? Um, Aaron's and Lewis definitely. Um, Closer and Zimmerman versus Chambers and the, the, the... how many fist pumps has Chambers made this year? Is he doing them for draws yet? Or? I think he might have stopped doing that. <laughs> no. um, no. Doesn't an Irish player do those? I, I walk, there's, there's something happens at the end of the game. Farker goes up to the Barkley now. Oh, okay. I are... definitely heard it. Yeah, 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 yeah. When I was walking out of the Birmingham game. Um, I, no, I'm not, I'm not sure. Maybe Alan Judge might, if he gets back to anywhere near he was in 2016, yeah. in, the, in, the row of, in the row of three. I don't... Possibly not. No, there's no Waghorn. No. There's, there's no Webster. There's no Selena. There's no McGoldrick, who we were all trying to push last year. And obviously, Biel, Bielkowski's had the worst season of his life. Mm. So. Um, Peaky asks, Hi, Ben. Love the championship reviews, mate. Stellar work. However, is there a ground in your league, in the league you haven't done yet, so the championship? And also, what is your favourite stadium in the league and why? I um, haven't done Wigan, but I'm going next month. <laughs> Sounds exciting, Jack, doesn't it? Yeah. So I've done all the rest other than Glamorous Wigan. life you leave, I think. Um, <laughs> it's the cliched answer. It's got to be Villa, Forest and Leeds for the away grounds. Just the, the big ones. Villa, where you see the writing from the European Cup. Forest, you get the Brian Clough video yeah. beforehand. And Leeds, despite, as you'll find out today, despite being slightly the most one-eyed supporters that you might ever meet, they... Yeah. Wait, wait for the noise. scarves and wait for the Sky TV is effing 
<laughs> on about 10 minutes, which would be quite funny um, yeah. today. Uh, when we went to, when we played Nottingham Forest earlier in the season, I think it was like when the, the nights were starting to draw in a bit and the, the sun was so low and I couldn't see any of the game. Oh, the no. sun was really in your eyes. So we still won though. Um, <laughs> Smug. Jack uh, Reeve. <laughs> Um, Beckles, ITFC, reinforcing your point, I think. Um, Lambert's PR is perfect. He's reunited the fans together. I watched grown men supporting the same team kick lumps out of each other after a game. I suppose this was before um, before Lambert. Lambert's made us feel proud again. So, fair enough. If if Lambert's doing that, then he's doing... London away games under McCarthy were... Really? Oh, no, they weren't. They weren't Why good. London games? You um, get a certain group of fans. You get still. a certain group of fans. Everyone goes on the tube and drinks. There was what the... is it with the tube making people feel aggressive? I mean, Central Line at Rush Hour is a nightmare. <laughs> you can, you can imagine <laughs> yeah. the tube and make anyone feel aggressive, yeah. Jack, can't you? You've, you've done that commute enough times, haven't you? Yeah. Okay. Um, not good. Um, right, let's see what this one says. Okay. <laughs> Willemots Limited. Good. Do, do, don't we do applause for Willemots? Yeah, we do actually. Okay. So welcome back. Although his, his questions have slightly um, veered away in, in recent weeks, but when you're producing football pitches <laughs> as well maintained as that, this man deserves a knighthood in my opinion. Willemots, good to have you back, my friend. He says, hi lads. <laughs> Literally my favourite bit of it. Um, Mick McCarthy, Paul Hurst, Paul Lambert. Which one of these managers would you choose to take you out of the championship next year? Out of the championship. So he's saying uh, you're you going to survive one? and get promoted. Oh my God. Um, Willem Watts is, a, is an optimistic guy. Uh, Who would you be happiest for? Paul Lambert, I guess. Okay, good. Um, must say, Benjamin <laughs> is the only fan from down the road who's actually worth listening to. Oh no. Keep up the good work. There's plenty of lovely Ipswich fans, Jack. Come on. Plenty. How are we defining plenty? <laughs> Literally uh, name them on. <laughs> <laughs> Um, oh, I tell you what, this is a, this is another fantastic. We always have a Bristol Rovers fan tune in. Okay. Um, so Bristol Rovers polls. We're going to re- give you a round of applause okay, this week okay. as well for your commitment. Thank you. I'm just going to check out what the latest Bristol Rovers score was actually, just to make you feel included in this. Um, Marcus Brist- Stewart is now no longer working at Bristol Rovers. Sadly, oh. my all-time favourite Ipswich Town player. Sad. Let's see how the. <laughs> Great. Um, let's see how they got on Locking. last week. Um, oh, a 2-2 draw with Peterborough. And a 3-0 win against Port Vale before that. They're flying the, the, Bristol the Rovers. The gas heads. Yes. yes. Um, this is a question for Benjamin Bloom, Bristol Rovers poll says. What has Ellison Harrison been like for Ipswich this season? Um, he looked quite promising. Is he from Bristol Rovers? Yeah, he signed him okay. from one of our many lower division signings for inflated prices this season. Um, he looked quite promising to begin with. Under Hurst, he was like up front on his own, struggled a lot. Then he got hurt and he was out of the team. And then Lambert arrived, scored a really good goal against Sheffield United. I think there's something there, but it's not a nice, um, not a nice team to be cutting your teeth in when you've come up. <laughs> From the division, so uh, Will Keane or Colin Quainer will probably be ahead of him on Sunday. Interesting. Uh, final question is from Michael Gooding. He says, "Is Chris Reeves still a tool?" Um, Chris, <laughs> can you answer that one? Well, Chris, um, Chris was saying to me actually that his his bills have gone down recently, and he does he didn't know why. And then he realised that he's been living rent free inside of it to town fans' heads all <laughs> season. Did you have um, that one plan? Did you plan that on the no, way? No, I didn't. Out? No, I didn't. Oh, this, you know, this is the quick wit of me. Um, oh. No, Chris is fine, and as I said, very much looking forward to the derby game. We sit right next to the away fans, so you'll see him. You can see Jack and Chris if you just look by the wall. What about yeah, there's five? a little post. 
and Rosa. pick us out. Jack did applaud the Bobby Robson minute of course last did. last time as well because I looked straight. We I all, think, I think all Norwich fans. Did. I, I think I think they did. So yeah, yeah look out, look out for Jack. Uh, I don't know what I'll be applauding this time. Um, Jack, is this the last time we're going to be doing this? <sighs> yes. <laughs> for how many years? I don't know whether it's because we go up and you go down, or just you go down. We want, we what? might well be good at keeping our end of that bargain up. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but potentially could be two divisions or one division um, yeah. apart and we might not we might not have any need to be on the Talk Norwich City show but we'll find the way yeah I think we'll find the way I, yeah definitely final kind of thoughts for this weekend then how did mm. you see it panning out through the past hour of um, knowledge that we've spouted <laughs> knowledge <laughs> um, I, you go with the cliche sometimes where it'll either be 5-0 to you or we'll yeah. shithouse the 1-0 the at the ah uh, Every metric, every statistic you can find says home win, doesn't it? And the only argument I've got is football is weird. Is football weird enough for you to win? Or get something from it? Possibly. You you might get red card after two minutes. Yeah. I think this... I've listened to you a lot this season and you've often said once one goal goes in away from home... Oh, don't, yeah. There's always a second following. I think Stuart Watson tweeted it against Villa. I've seen the first goal. Will there be a second? And then the next tweet was 2-0 Villa. So do you think if there's an early goal in this for Norwich, it could be a one-way street? (laughs) At the moment, for Ipswich to win an away game, they either A, have to keep a clean sheet, or B, score three goals. How many away games have you won this season? One. Against? 3-2 at Swansea. So still conceded the two goals in that. And here's the killer stat. It's now... 14 straight games away from home, Ipswich have conceded two or more goals. Wow. Okay. So they're not going to keep a clean sheet. And, and, and the one thing Norwich can do is score goals. Yeah. So we can't defend, but we can score. So let's hope. Football is weird. Yeah. Indeed. I think <laughs> I think it'll be closer um, than people expect. Is Lightness back training on Wednesday. He, that's going to be your make and you sort of yeah. right on to right up to the. I don't think he'll risk Lightner. No, um, he Frank, has been French our biggest is. miss. Definitely been our biggest miss um, since he's been out injured. And I think there's been a certain pattern with him getting injured and our slight dip in form. Mm. So it'll be interesting. It'll be very interesting. Um, great to have you on, mate. Top As man. always, go Jack. and check out the Blue Monday podcast on YouTube and iTunes. As well. uh, yeah, Acast, all over the place. And if you want a less biased review of today's game, Norwich versus yes. Leeds, yes. Why are you be... coming to get it? Just to see some good football for once. I've seen plenty of good football. <laughs> I've seen plenty of Not good football. Not a right. Um, we still Sheffield United there. <laughs> um, no, obviously I get a lot of heat from Ipswich fans whenever I happen to be at a Norwich game. But um, we're, we're businessmen and you know the opportunities this week were up north so I spent the whole weekend up here I am Ipswich through and through and through but there is a heavy championship um, you know side to my output so yeah I'm at Leeds Norwich today but please don't give me stick for it links all in the description go and check it out well worth your time Uh, we'll see you on Sunday for the big one the East Anglian Derby